Welcome to the Autumn Miles Show with your host, Autumn Miles. Autumn is an author, speaker, wife, and mother. She's the founder and CEO of The Blush Network and the author of Appointed. Autumn's vision is to engage our culture with the bold truth of God coupled with raw faith. Now here's your host, Autumn Miles. Hey, this is Autumn with The Autumn Miles Show. How are you guys doing out there today? It's already been an incredible week. And, you know, hey, it's Monday. (laughs) Oh, man, I hope you guys are doing good. Thank you guys for reaching out to us about the shows, about the podcast. Actually, I just looked down at my phone and had a notification about some of you guys that are listening to the podcast. So it's so encouraging. I speak into this giant gray microphone. cover that has my lipstick on it probably from a year ago and so I don't get to see your faces but when y'all send me messages and say hey listen I'm listening that encouraged me thank you so much for that word thank you for being faithful um man we really take that to heart so thank you guys for listening. Um, I love it so much hey you can even go deeper with our ministry follow us on Facebook um, follow me on Facebook. It's Autumn Miles, or you can uh, follow on Instagram. You know, you can see my four kids. Yes, I have four kids and I love each one of them equally. Um, I would love to show them off to you over on Instagram, Autumn Miles on Instagram as well. There, we do a, most of our ministry as well, actually a lot of it has kind of trickled over into Instagram as of late, but we do the heavy amount of our ministry, um, on Facebook. It's kind of our hub that we do things. You also, of course, can go to the website, autumnmiles.com. You can sign up for updates if you, you know, want to know more about our ministry on a website level. But uh, we love to hear from you guys. So please sign up, send us a message, let us know how you're doing. We're there. We're going to answer you. We're going to respond. We love to hear from you. Also, P.S., by the way, um, the Autumn Show is listener supported, which would be you who are listening, (laughs) listener supported. And, um, you know, you guys have, have, have definitely donated and we are so thankful for those of you that have, but in order to make the reality of the vision that God has given, not just me, a group of us happen, we need you guys, um, to participate. I, no guilt, no shame. If God simply has blessed you with what we are doing. I would like you to just prayerfully consider giving to our ministry. You can donate at autumnmiles.com. There's a little tab that you can click and, you know, uh, donate whatever it is that Lord lays on your heart. But, But understand this, something so professionally put together by Dan, the man who's listening to everything that I say. Um, and you know, the studio time and, and the content and stuff like that, that, that all takes money in order to do that. So we are asking you to give. Um, we'll take $5. We'll take 5 million, whatever you got handy, whatever you got laying around. Um, we'll take a trust. No, wait, no, actually we definitely will. I'm not joking. We absolutely will. Um, but, but, but no amount is too small. You know, don't forget, um, that God blessed the five loaves and two fish and he multiplied it. And we, we understand that, that our God is so big, but we have to make the ask. Okay. I feel weird about making the ask. I don't like to ask for money. Uh, I don't know. Maybe it's a pride thing. I, I don't really know, but we need it. Bottom line, we need it. We need you to participate in what we do. And by you participating financially, 
Um, you get every time someone is blessed or gets fed or gets their life changed by um, this ministry, you are a part of it. Okay. Um, very important. You can go to autumnmoz.com, click the donate button to give. It's already polished up for you. I would really, really love if you do. I want to get into the text today because this text is, is blowing my mind. You guys. Okay. I have, I preached this message a couple of weeks ago and then I read my own notes about God's word. And you know, sometimes your own notes, if you're a preacher encourages you <laughs> and I was looking down at these notes this morning, you know, tears filling my eyes thinking, oh, Lord, this is a word for me today. And I know it is a word for you. Um, Yes is the title. Yes. But those lions don't have any power. Yes. But those lions don't have any power. We're going to talk about the age old um, uh, story in, in the book of Daniel about Daniel and the lion's den. Now, if you're if you're a, a raised Baptist, Southern Baptist, you know the story, but don't check out because even me, who is, uh, uh, has been in church since in utero three times a week, uh, every small group across the tri-state area, I read this story a couple weeks ago and was so encouraged by its content um, that, that it really, it, it, God, God, the Holy Spirit used it in a great way in my life. Don't discount those stories that you've heard multiple times. There is so much value of going back to the story, dissecting it in a different way for a different life stage, for a different, um, uh, transitional period in your life that you can glean out of the Bible at all times is relevant to your story. So the, the title today is yes, but those lions don't have any power. Now understand this. I am a take the land type of person, uh, believe it or not. I know you're totally shocked by that. I am a take the land. I believe that if God has told me to do it at, at all cost, at all cost, if God has said it, I am going to charge for it. I'm going to try it. I am going to do it. And I'm going to ask God um, to, to, to pave the way in order for this blonde haired girl to, to trudge through her promised land and to seize it. Okay. I am a take the land kind of person, but when we are taking the land, the promised land is what I'm referring to here. When we are taking ground for the Lord's name, when we are trudging forward and saying, you know what, I am going to go after that thing that God has called me to no matter what there will be pushback 100% of the time. You are not, don't be naive guys to think that when you are taking the land for Christ, you're going to do it in a really, a really happy butterfly, rainbowy cupcake icing way. It's just not going to happen. Okay. There will be battles to face. There will be people to fight. There will be things that you will have to encounter and overcome and trust in the Lord and not in yourself in order to take that land. And I have seen this, um, you know, uh, Oh my goodness, probably thousands of times at this point in my ministry. I pray for you guys on a regular basis. You guys are part of my, my very regular prayer life. You that are listening, you that are podcasting, you that are gonna listen to this through social media. 
on a regular basis. And I know because we hear from you that a lot of you guys are trying to do something for the name of the Lord and you are being faithful and you are working towards it and you are uh, trudging forward in faith, but you are getting some harsh amount of ridicule from a lot of different people. You know, I have fluorescent blonde um, hair that is about six feet long and I'm totally okay with that. Um, Just to let you know, if you've never seen a picture of me, my lashes are are roughly three feet long, okay? And there's a lot of them. Am am I upset by that? No, I choose to do it to myself. So, so, so I think they're great, okay? Yes, I'm going to paint myself looking like a freak, aren't I, Dan? Like, people are going to be like, what does this woman look like? Okay, anyway, he doesn't even care. He's on his phone. Um, so uh, my, my, my fingernails, you know, right now they're bright pink. This is, this is I call it war paint, guys. That's, that's what I call it. But people have looked at the way that my freedom in Christ, I can bleach my hair if I want. I can put on lots of eyelashes if I want. They have looked at sort of this, these choices that I've made that I feel zero conviction about whatsoever. Um, if you, if you want to email a complaint about what I'm getting ready to say, email Lisa at autumnmiles.com. <laughs> She'll take care of that for you. But understand this, that... <clears throat> What I have chosen to do out of my freedom for Christ, while I am taking the land, people or lions in this case have chose to bite at, intimidate, ridicule these menial things in my life. So as I am charging forth, they're cutting down my fingernails rather than looking at the fact that we are trying to take the land for Christ, okay? And the same thing is going to happen to you. If you are taking um, the land, understand that people will come at you and, and they can't they can't cut you down because of your faith. They can't cut you down because of your actions for the Lord. They can't cut you down for your passion. They can't cut you down um, for the fact that you have a good marriage. They can't cut you down for the fact that you're you're, you're a great mom. They can't cut you down for that. So they're going to try to pick at the things that they can cut you down for that are ridiculous, um, that are intimidating, that are frustrating, but they still bother you. When you are taking the land, expect... The lions, and as I pray for you, I pray that when the lions come come for you, and when they come roaring at you, that you would not pay attention to the lions. You would pay attention to the one that tames the lion's mouth. We can pay so much attention to the lions that are surrounding us, the lions that are intimidating us, that we forget that there is actually someone who created the lions, a God that pieced the lions together, a God that every lion has to bow um, bow before, a God, a, a God that every single lion has to um, submit under. Don't get so off put, don't get so sidetracked as you're going after being faithful uh, to the Lord, uh, addressing your calling, confronting your calling, that your eyes shift downward to look at the lions rather than upward to look at the lion tamer. I want to read you this passage of scripture that I think is just, oh my goodness, this is so good. Okay. Then they approach, Daniel 6 is where I'm going, Daniel 6, 12. Then they approached and spoke before the king about the king's injunction. Do you, did you not sign an injunction that any man who makes a petition to any God or man beside you, O king, for 30 days is to be cast into the lion's den? The king replied, that statement's true. According to the law of Medes and the Persians, 
which may not be revoked. This is going to be so good for someone out there. Then they answered and spoke before the King Daniel, who is one of the exiles from Judah, pays no attention to you, O king, or to the injunction which you have signed, but he keeps making his petition three times a day. Then, as soon as the king heard this statement, he was deeply distressed and set his mind on delivering Daniel. And, ev- uh, sorry, even I have, um, I have so much pencil and pen in my Bible. Sometimes it's hard to read. And even until sunset, he kept exerting himself to rescue him. Then these men came by agreement to the king and said to the king, recognize, O king, that it is the law of Medes and the Persians that no injunction or statue which the king established can be changed. Now, I want to set this story up for you. Here we have Daniel clearly uh, has a reputation of loving God, the supreme God, God almighty. Okay, we have Daniel who is being faithful. You guys, he is being faithful. He is being faithful. I don't know. You guys know the rest of the story, but I don't know which is more of a lion, the, the, the people that came up against him or the actual lions themselves, okay? He is being faithful. Yes, the king made an injunction. You cannot, you cannot worship any other god. Yes, there was a decree. Yes, there was a law put in place that the king was tricked into putting in place. And these, these men, these malicious men knew that it would um, call for some consequence from Daniel because he would not stop worshiping his God. So the king wrote it down. He didn't realize what he was doing. And then after it was signed by the king, the the men came around and said, oh, oh, king, guess who keeps bowing to his God three times a day? It's interesting to me that even though the king, king was trapped into this decree, was trapped into this law, um, Once he found out that it would basically sacrifice one of his friends, he was grieved. And the king was intentional about letting Daniel go. I find it so interesting that, um, you know, sometimes, um, you know, we, we, we do certain things that those around us really cannot do anything about. We, we do something, something I know there's, there's many, many times when my husband and I um, have made a decision and we, we know that we are going to face pushback. We know that we're going to face ridicule. We know that it's not going to be the popular decision. And sometimes my parents who are still alive and well and speak into our lives um, um, a lot, look at us and they almost are grieved in spirit, knowing the pushback that we're going to face. And they, they, they're like, oh, is there any other way? Is there any other way that, that this can happen. But you know what? For some reason, God set up this injunction in a way, not for Daniel to get the glory, but for God alone to get the glory. The power was over the king's head because God wanted to make a statement to these men that he will not be mocked. He is the lion tamer and he is more powerful than any set of lions that you can face before someone who is submitted to the Lord. The next passage of scripture goes on. It says, then the king gave orders, Daniel 6, I'm in Daniel, Daniel 6, 16. The king gave orders that Daniel was brought in and cast into the lion's den. The king spoke to Daniel and said, this is what he said, the king, your God, whom you constantly serve, will himself deliver you. 
It's so interesting that when my husband and I have found ourselves in situations where we can't do anything about it, but we know God is in it. We know we are being faithful. We know we're not sinning. We know we're taking the land. We know we're forging forward in faith. We know that we have a call on our lives and our parents look at us and they say, oh, but could there not be another way? Could there not be another? And you are going to face opposition that we do not want to watch you get hurt. We do not want to watch you walk in this way. the, the way that they end those conversations is our God. Our God who we have been serving and you have been taught since you were a little girl. He's going to work it out. If God, if God is in it, he will absolutely work it out. I find it so interesting that the king said that he will work it out. He will work it out. A stone was brought and laid over the mouth of the den. The king sealed it with his own signet ring and with the signet rings of his nobles so that nothing would be changed in regard to Daniel. I want to take just a really quick um, little derail from what I'm saying for a minute. This, this, this is, I was reading this a couple weeks ago. It reminded me so much of um, Jesus Christ, our Savior. He was being faithful. He was taking the land that his father set apart for him. He was walking in his calling. He w- there was no sin clearly in his life. There was nothing that d- he was doing um, that, that was sinful, that was wrong. It was all a part of the major, the greater plan. And yet he was crucified by the people who basically tricked people in order to get him to be crucified. And when he died, his body was placed in a rock roll stone rolled in front of it and it was sealed so that i think finding this so interesting nothing would be changed in regard to daniel but also nothing was changed in regard to jesus was jesus being faithful of course he was we all know the answer to that But did he have to walk through this in order to produce the glory of God? Yes, that was what God set apart to save us. Nothing would be changed on account of Daniel. The king went off to his palace and spent the night fasting. No entertainment was brought before him and his sleep fled from him. The king arose at dawn, the break of day, and went in to the lion's den with haste. I mean, this king, like he didn't even have his isogenic shake. He, uh, by the way, someone can send me royalties for that. <laughs> he didn't even have that. He didn't have his, you know, Starbucks blonde venti coffee. He didn't have that. He was so distraught by what had happened and probably, um, probably very interested in the outcome of the den of the lion's how it would affect a faithful man. Would God truly come through? Would he truly save um, his, 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 his son, Daniel? Would he truly step in? I'm sure that as soon as day broke, he got up and he ran with his little sandals all the way to the lion's den, broke that seal wide open. And what did he find there? So, 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 so good. When he had come near the den to Daniel, he cried out with a troubled voice. The king spoke and said to Daniel, Daniel, the servant of the living of God, here's his question. Has, has your God 
whom you continually serve, has he been able to deliver you from the lions? Then Daniel spoke, I'm sure, just the very inhale before the O, encouraged the king. O king, live forever. My God sent his angels and shut the lion's mouths, and they have not harmed me inasmuch as I was found innocent before them and toward you, O king, I have committed no crime. And the king was very pleased and gave orders for Daniel to be taken up out of the den. So Daniel was taken up out of the den and no injury whatever was found on him because he had trusted in his God. My question to you today is, what lion are you facing? You are are faithful. That, that's the thing. We're thrown in the lion's den. My point to this whole thing is we're thrown in the lion's den when we are absolutely faithful to the Lord. We, we don't want to be thrown into the lion. That's not something that we foresee. That's not something that we um, want to encounter. Um, but it is a very natural process of following the Lord at all costs. So what lion are you focused, uh, are you experiencing today? Is it a financial lion? You've been faithful, Lord, but you still can't make your bills. You're trying, Lord, but the Lord just seems not to have come through yet. Is it a financial lion that is roaring at you today? Or, or um, is it is it a, a marriage lion? Is it a lion where maybe your husband, you've been trying, you've been faithful, you've been praying, you've been fasting, you've been seeking the Lord, but there just doesn't seem to be a breakthrough just quite yet. And that lion is roaring so loud and you feel as if it could devour you. Is it, um, is it a, a, a professional lion in your, in your life? You know, you, you've been faithful, you've done the work, You've stayed late hours, but you just can't seem to to rise above a professional level where you want to be. Is it a mom lion in your life? Maybe you are one of the lions that you are facing in your life that is yelling at you to do better, that is screaming at you that what you're doing is not enough. Maybe um, maybe you are one of the lions that you are facing uh, in your life. Is this an addiction lion in your life where where you know you've you've you're trying and you've been faithful for a long time and you've done the twelve step thing and you, you know, celebrate recovering. You've done all of that, but this lion just seems to tend to want to devour you on a regular basis. I want you to understand that as you are facing and following and charging straight towards what God has for you, being faithful. Remember, Daniel was faithful. He was faithful. He, he even told the king, listen, there was, God didn't find any fault in me, which is why I'm still alive. Those lions will be present, but the lion tamer will shut their mouths and they will have no power over you. So my question to you is, are you focused more on the lion than its tamer? Because focusing on the lion will get you devoured. What does the Bible say in the New Testament? Satan prowls like a roaring lion seeking those he may devour. Why could he not devour Daniel? Because Daniel was focused on the lion tamer, not the roaring lion. I need you to rise your eyes above the intimidation of the beast that sits in front of you and say, not today. It's not happening today. I claim the living God's power over this situation. I will not let discouragement overcome me. I will not let this debt um, overwhelm me. I will trust that God is who he says he is and he will act exactly as he says he will. His promises are mine to claim. Raise your eyes. 
Raise your eyes. Sometimes lions as a friend, I, I need to bring this up. Sometimes lions is a friend. Sometimes lion is a human that you've let in. Sometimes a lion is someone that you trusted and they used it against you. Let me read the last part of this. Then the king gave orders and they brought those men who had maliciously accused Daniel. And they cast them there. Now, this is kind of a little bit gross. Okay, I'm just going to preface. Okay, this is like an R-rated version. But this is the word of God. They cast them, their children, their wives, into the lion's den. And they had not reached the bottom of the den before the lions overpowered them and crushed all their bones. Yikes. Understand this. There is consequences to doing good. Men will come at you. Things will overwhelm you. There will be lions that you absolutely will face. There will be people who attack you maliciously knowing you've been faithful. But the same provision that God gives you faithful one, he will not give your enemies. He won't do it. So understand this. You are safe under almighty God who tames everything that is intimidating you. Those lions are there, yes, but they don't got any power. Thank you, Jesus. And thank you for listening to the Autumn Miles Show. I will see you right back here tomorrow. Thanks so much for listening today. The Autumn Miles program is listener-supported, and your donation to keep it on the air is appreciated. To make a donation, visit autumnmiles.com. And with a $100 donation or more, you'll receive an autographed copy of Autumn's book, Appointed, Your Future Starts Now. Join us next time for the Autumn Miles Show on The Word, 100.7 FM.